It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome into another episode of On the Clock. I'm your host, Brett Whitefield, and today... On a Monday morning, I am rocking solo dolo. That's right. It is just me. We have a fantastic guest-packed week planned for you. But for today, I figured on a mock draft Monday, we could just go ahead and, and do this solo dolo. And that is right. We are doing mock draft Monday. I, uh, you know, I've been doing this mock draft series on the site. I've got another one coming out here probably this week, and we are adding a fourth mock draft. I initially was just going to do three, but I figured we probably needed one to kind of recap free agency. And so why not do a fourth mock draft? I'll get another one out right before the draft, and that will be more of a predictive mock. But these first three are, as you know, more in the vein of things I would do if I were the GM of all 32 teams. Now, full disclosure, I... Kind of start as as we get closer to the draft. I kind of start to come off that rule a little bit. I kind of blend like what we think we know about some situations. Like for example, first pick Carolina Panthers. It seems like everyone knows C.J. Stroud's the pick. No, I could be wrong, and maybe they end up not doing that. But for right now, it seems like Stroud's the pick, and because you know my evaluations on Richardson and Young and Stroud are also close I I do like Richardson the most I'm probably just going to go ahead and give them CJ Stroud it's not necessarily what I would do but Frank Reich has his type um and Stroud fits that mold a little bit better than Richardson so whatever I'm cool with it so um as we go on you will notice I do blend scenarios a little bit but I try to stick mostly to what I would do all right Without further ado, let's just jump right in. I'm just going to do this live on the air right now. I'm just going to go through. I'm going to do a mock draft. This may or may not be what I write up for this week's mock. Um, I'm sure it will be close, but I'm going to make some tweaks. I've thought about some cool trade ideas already, so maybe I'll work some of those in here too. But without further ado, let's just jump right in. Mock draft 3.0.1. All right, here we go. Carolina Panthers. This Oh, this is the first mock since the big trade, by the way. So this is the first time we actually don't have to predict who's picking one. We actually know the Carolina Panthers, and they are selecting, selecting Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud. Listen, I already mentioned this. Stroud seems like a Frank Wright guy. In Stroud, you're getting you know your franchise quarterback of the future. He's, he's the real deal. He, all these quarterbacks have deficiencies in some way or another. Stroud isn't dissimilar in that regard so we can split hairs all day on you know who's better who's got the higher ceiling who's got the highest floor I do think Stroud's probably the 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 safest pick of these early quarterback guys so I don't necessarily love the idea of coming up to one to draft safe but I don't think it's that big of a deal because I think Stroud can play all right pick two the Houston Texans let's go Bryce Young it seems like we've known since the beginning of time that Bryce Young is their guy um we're just gonna go ahead and keep that i think that's true for every mock i've done so far i've had bryce young with the texans let's just keep that going pick three now this is a trade i've put some thought into uh uh, we've had rumors that the tennessee titans want to move up to number three i've also heard from some people 
that the Arizona Cardinals don't want to move back to 11. So I came up with this insane scenario of a three-team trade. Now, listen, we don't see three-team trades in the NFL almost ever. Actually, I don't know if we ever have. But this time, we're getting one done. And this third team is the Detroit Lions. And by doing a three-team trade here, you kind of facilitate needs of all three teams and what they're looking to get. All right, so check this out. The Arizona Cardinals are moving back to pick six. So they're getting pick six from Detroit. They're also picking up a second round pick this year from Detroit, which is pick 48 and a third round pick next year from Tennessee. Now you're probably wondering how the heck did Tennessee get to number three and not give the Cardinals more than a third round pick? Well, that's just, this is where it gets really interesting. The lions are getting interior defensive lineman, Jeffrey Simmons, and they're getting the Titans pick 11 and they're going to get a third round pick from the Titans as well. So the Lions get Jeffrey Simmons, a 2023 first, which is pick 11. So they're moving from 6 to 11. They're picking up a third-round pick as well, and they're getting Jeffrey Simmons. So basically what the Titans have done is they've used Jeffrey Simmons as a way to not have to sacrifice any significant future draft capital to get to number three and take quarterback from Florida, Anthony Richardson. This is uh, seems like a perfect match in a lot of ways. I don't love that Richardson's going to a team with out a lot of receiving weapons. I think he's going to need that early on, especially as we try to work through some of these accuracy deficiencies. Uh, I would like him to go to a team a little bit better situation there, but the Titans still have ammo to add to that room. So I guess we might not know if we are truly concerned at this point or not, but anyways, card or uh, Titans will get the third pick. That's all they're getting. I played around with this trade for a while I think ultimately it it doesn't it seems like the Lions are getting the better end of the deal. I talked with Brad Spielberger from PFF and I used the Fitzpatrick Spielberger trade value chart and this one actually checks out um, pretty favorably for all three teams. So a three team trade gets it done. Titans get their guy into Anthony Richardson. All right, Colts at four. They're standing pat. They're taking Will Levis. Now listen, I've been thinking about mocking this for a while. Even before the Colts are interested in Will Levis hype began, which was yesterday, I think Jeremy Fowler reported that uh, the Colts are, are eyeing Will Levis. And that seems to be their guy at this point. Makes a lot of sense. Um, Levis is the clear cut QB four to me. While I think that other group of guys is close. I think Will Levis is a little bit further from the pack. So getting him at QB4 makes a lot of sense. Now, fourth overall doesn't seem like great value, right? Like you're taking the fourth best quarterback at literally pick four. But when you need a quarterback, you need a quarterback. Uh, Levis is probably going to be somewhere between, you know, 13th and 18th on my big board when it's all said and done. But quarterback is the most important position in football, as you know. I The Colts need to make something happen here. So I would go Will Levis if I were them. And I think that's what they're leaning to do anyway. So it kind of works out. Pick five. So imagine, imagine the uh, the joy and almost Schoidenfreud for the Seattle Seahawks sitting in their in their war room, watching all this madness unfold in front of them, and four QBs go off the board, and they're just sitting there with the choice between Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. For me, they go Will Anderson Jr. They added their interior pass rusher and Draymond Jones this offseason, and they're starting to cook with a little bit of gasoline on the D line, guys. If they add Will Anderson Jr. to the mix to go with Draymond Jones, they drafted Boye Mafe last year. They brought back uh, Jaron Reed. 
their biggest weakness of 2022 is starting to look a lot less like a weakness. So I'm I'm feeling pretty good about that. I think they would be ecstatic. Incredible scenario for them to play out. Pick six. So the Cardinals, they, if you remember from the three-team trade, they didn't want to move all the way back to 11 because they didn't want to miss the chance on a blue-chip prospect. Well, they did their math correctly. And at pick six, they're going to get Jalen Carter, defensive interior from Georgia. Carter is my, just on, if you take away the intangible score in my scoring model, Carter is the best player in the draft to me. Um, he has the highest score. He's currently sitting number one on my big board because I haven't manually adjusted anything because I don't know how these legal proceedings are going to shake out. I don't know how this pro day stuff matters. I don't know if it does matter. I haven't made a decision about this. I'm trying to do fact finding probably like every other NFL team. The problem is I can't just call up Georgia and ask them what's up. So for me, I'm just pretending like everything is groovy with Jalen Carter and the Cardinals get a heck of a player at number six overall. And you might ask, why wouldn't they just take Jeffrey Simmons to do this deal? Um, and the reality is because where the Cardinals are at as a franchise, I don't think they want to take on the burden of Jeffrey Simmons pending contract, which is why he's available in the first place. So the Titans are kind of giving Simmons the AJ Brown treatment from last year where they traded Brown, tried to recoup as much back for Brown as possible. Um, so here the Titans get their franchise QB at three. The Cardinals get Jalen Carter at six and they pick up some additional assets as well. Number seven, the Las Vegas Raiders. They're, they have so many needs, it's unbelievable. I thought about offensive line here. Um, ultimately, I went with cornerback Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. I do think Gonzalez is probably the most scheme-diverse corner in the class. Most of his good tape in college is him in zone coverage, but he has all of the tr physical traits to be a really good man corner. So for that, I think he probably edges out Devin Witherspoon just a little bit for me. Um, I know that, you know, I've, I'm a huge Witherspoon guy and I've been touting him like crazy, but um, the, the physical traits with Gonzalez are just super attractive. Pick eight, Atlanta Falcons. They're going edge rusher Tyree Wilson. I believe this was the same pick I made for them in my last mock 2.0. Um, it's a no brainer. They need help on the edge, like big time help. Um, they brought in Calais Campbell, who's kind of has some similarities to Tyree Wilson. Let's be honest. I, I kind of like this. I like the, the mentorship angle here. Wilson, for me, profiles as an edge defender, but he's a big, powerful, strong guy uh, who can probably kick inside on passing downs if you need him to, although I'm, I wouldn't necessarily do that. Wilson's tape is hilarious. When he touches people, they just go flying. It looks like he has some type of superpower. All right, pick nine. <clears throat> Chicago. They you know, obviously moved back from one to nine. They had a, a million directions they could go as well. For me, this draft should be all about getting Justin Fields right, getting the most out of him as humanly possible. We got to find out what we have in Justin Fields. I'm going Paris Johnson Jr. I considered Quinton Johnson. I considered Jackson Smith and Jigba. I went Paris Johnson Jr. though because they they that offensive line just needs help. I know they brought in um, Nate Davis to play right guard. Cool. Paris Johnson can play left tackle for you. He can play right tackle for you. He can play left guard for you. I, the athleticism there is insane. The physical traits are all there for him to be an elite pass protector in the NFL. I need, I need Justin Fields to get better protection. So this is all about Fields for me. Pick 10. I don't like this pick. Uh, let's go Lucas Van Ness, edge from Iowa. I don't love this. Um, the first first hard pick of the draft for me. 
Eagles could go a lot of directions as well. I probably like Miles Murphy better, to be honest, but Van Ness just seems like an Eagles guy. I don't know why. There's no science behind that. Van Ness is a little bit more ready to play, I think, than Murphy. Eagles are in a little bit more ready to win window, obviously. So I think maybe they opt for the uh, the ready to play guy versus the develop more developmental guy, Murphy. Anyways, all right, pick eleven. This is the Detroit Lions, the third leg of that three team trade. They move from six to eleven. They've already picked up Jeffrey Simmons, and now they're going to grab cornerback from Illinois, Devin Witherspoon. Uh, I've been mocking Witherspoon to the Lions every mock I've done so far at six. Here they get him at eleven. This is a, a win-win for Detroit, obviously. Witherspoon is fantastic, and I know what you're going to say. Oh, they just signed three cornerbacks or three defensive backs or whatever. doesn't matter. None of those guys are under contract beyond next year except for Cam Sutton. They have pending free agency with Jeff Okuda. I think Will Harris is on a one-year deal to come back. Jerry Jacobs has a year left on his deal. They need long-term solutions, not just short-term solutions. So Witherspoon slides right in. The beautiful thing about this is they don't have he doesn't have to play right now. He can actually earn his spot and 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 win that job to get on the field, which ultimately I think he will do before the season's over. But for now, this is where we are at. All right, Houston Texans. I've been obsessed with this pick, and it's it's pairing Bryce Young with a good young receiver. I go back and forth here between JSN and Quinton Johnston. I like the idea of the big play ability Quinton Johnston gives you. Bryce Young really thrives with these types of players. You saw him with Jamison Williams, not this past year, but the year before. I think Quinton Johnson adds a lot of that yak element and big playability downfield. I also think Quinton Johnston is a lot better route runner than people think he is. I've talked about this on my pod or on this pod, actually, um, he gets this raw label for whatever reason. I know TCU's offense lends to that title because they're not running a really diverse route tree. He's not being asked to do a lot of intricate things with his route running. But what you see him do, he does very well in all of the physical traits, all the way down to hip flexibility, to ankle flexibility. It's all there for him to be a fantastic route runner in the NFL. I think he can get better there. Sometimes developmental curve is a downside for a player for Johnson I think it's an upside because I think he's already freaking good I think he steps in day one he has a role in your offense as a big play yak threat and a big play downfield threat and then he's got that developmental upside there where man if he really does start to to develop some of this route running a little bit more I think he can be a fantastic player in the NFL I like the idea of pairing Bryce Young with a, a young receiver as well all right pick 13 the New York Jets Peter Skaronsky, tackle guard for Northwestern. I was pretty sold on trying him at tackle first to start his career. Then I talked to my man, Brandon Thorne, from the OL Masterminds and from the Trench Warfare newsletter. He was on the pod last week. You should check that out. But Brandon convinced me, probably more off-air than on-air, that Skaronsky should play guard. Um, he used an incredible example of he's a red-chip prospect at tackle, meaning he's probably he could probably work his way into being an average player at tackle, but he's a blue chip prospect at guard. So it's, you got to figure out what the value is. Is it better to have an elite guard or is it better to have an average above average tackle? I think there is argument to be made that the tackle is still more valuable, but the jets don't necessarily need a tackle. So for Skaronsky, what it allows them to do 
is just get the best five guys on the field. And I love that. Anytime you can do that, it, it pretty much automatically gives you some depth too. Um, so you get some built-in depth. You get a, you get a plus starter out of it right out of the shoot. Love this pick for the Jets. Deontay Banks, Maryland corner, pick 14 to New England. I like this. They need a lot of help. I thought about JSN here as well. I basically think about JSN at every pick because I think every team needs a receiver. That's just my my rule of thumb. But ultimately, the Patriots are probably happier than they should be with their pass-catching unit, and they need cornerback help, especially in that division. So they go with Bill Belichick favorite, which is a presumption by me, by the way, but super physical, big, long, punch-you-in-the-mouth cornerback Deontay Banks. Sometimes he he presses wide receivers so hard at the line of scrimmage it looks like he's run blocking. Pick 15, the Green Bay Packers. Safety from Alabama, Brian Branch. Um, listen, Darnell Savage wasn't awesome last year. He wasn't necessarily great the year before either. I think this is a good win for them. Branch can do a lot of things. Green Bay plays more 6DB sets than any team in the league. So even if Savage has a, a nice bounce back, Branch gives them, you know, a 6DB option. He can play slot. He can play dime linebacker. He can play safety. He can even play outside corner. I wouldn't I wouldn't ask him to do that. I'm just saying. I'm just showing you how flexible the guy is. He can play anywhere on the field. Branch is a football player, high football character guy as well. I think he's going to fit in great in Green Bay, and they're going to get the most out of him. Pick 16, Joey Porter Jr. Uh, they So the Pittsburgh Steelers get sniped by one pick here. Um, cornerback from Penn State. Porter Jr. is another physical, big physical man corner. I think it's a good fit for Washington. Um, he's got the length and ball skills to play off in zone as well. Pick 17. Pittsburgh goes with edge defender Nolan Smith. They kind of like these types, these stand-up edge rushers that are just freak athletes. They've been drafting them at, you know, over and over and over, whether it was Bud Dupree to TJ Watt to Alex Highsmith, now Nolan Smith. It's a good fit. I think this is probably ideal landing spot for Nolan Smith too because I have questions about his scheme versatility, but here he fits right in. Uh, pick 18, the Lions are good. I This was a tough one. I thought about offensive line. I thought about Bijan Robinson. I thought about Hendon Hooker. But ultimately, I went with wide receiver from Ohio State, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Now, before you yell at me and say, what did they have Amon Ross St. Brown? They're like the same player. Listen, I, just like I thought Amon Ross St. Brown could play outside a little bit, I think Jack, Jackson Smith and Jigba can play outside a little bit. Um, it fundamentally, it will change what they do a little bit because they liked having a bigger X out there last year, whether it was DJ Chark or Josh Reynolds. It doesn't matter to me, guys. The adaptability of Ben Johnson's offense is is great. I There's nothing in, in JSN's game that says he can't play on the outside. I think people are getting in the Justin Jefferson trap from a couple of years ago where just because he played mostly in the slot, by the way, he played next to Jamar Chase and Terrace Marshall Jr., so... That was probably the most realistic spot for him to play. Uh, but just because he played in the slot doesn't mean that's the only place he can play. Just like Amon Ra, you know, he he had moments at USC where he put on the outside, but a lot of games he lived in the slot. His rookie year in Detroit, he lived in the slot. This past year, he played on the outside a little bit more, guys. You know, you're seeing, you're seeing him out there in ISO sets a little bit more. You're seeing those reduced bunch sets where he's the outside guy. It's doable. It's workable. I think all these guys are flexible enough, especially with J-Mo 
in the fold. These guys are all flexible enough that we don't have to worry about, you know, X, Y, Z, and we can just, you know, plug and play. Phenomenal player. Great value. Pick 19, tackle, Georgia, Broderick Jones. The Bucks lose Donovan Smith. Their biggest glaring need, in my opinion, is offensive tackle. I think if they bring in Broderick Jones, you're set, you're, whoever the quarterback is next year, whether it's Kyle Trask, whether it's Baker Mayfield, you're setting that guy up for success by making sure he's getting protected. Um, Seattle, this is a, a, an attractive pick. I've seen a lot of people making this pick as well. I agree, though. Uh, wide receiver USC Jordan Addison. Jordan is probably the Tyler Lockett clone. These guys are so similar in what they do. It's unbelievable. They're both kind of this undersized, slender frame, route running technicians. Like Jordan Addison could teach a master class on how to run routes, and he's, you know, a college football player. So it just shows you how high level he is. I think he steps in right away, can play in the slot, can play on the outside, and ultimately he can, you know, take the torch from Tyler Lockett as you know in that for that role in that offense all right pick 21 the la chargers Bijan robinson halfback running back y'all from texas listen Bijan is a generational guy but the hardest part about finding where to slot him is it just it it's gonna take a situation like this where a team's just betting on you know, the talent over a need, a team need. They don't need a running back. They have Austin Eckler. I'm kind of presuming that maybe they trade him. But even if they don't, I'm, you know, I still think this is a good pick. Now, I would prefer a wide receiver here, maybe a Zay Flowers or maybe a Jalen Hyatt or whatever. But, you know, this is another one of those picks where I'm kind of mending or melding both philosophies of what I would do plus what I think will actually happen. So Bijan Robinson slides in. He is he immediately can be a bell cow for them, or he can kind of split a little bit of time with Eckler. He can get Eckler into a more favorable role himself as a more of a third down guy. Why Bijan takes the early downs early in his career. Pick 22, Baltimore Ravens go with Cam Smith, cornerback, South Carolina. I seem to be a lot higher on Cam Smith than a lot of people I talk to. Not sure why that is. I see a big, long corner prototype size. You look at the the guys who have gone recently at the top of the draft, whether it's Patrick Sertain, um, whether it's Sauce Gardner or Derek Stingley or uh, who's the other dude from Carolina. I'm forgetting his name. Anyways, these guys are all 6'1", 6'2", 200-plus pounds, can run like the wind athletic guys cam smith checks all those boxes and his tape is pretty good listen there were there were definitely games he he didn't have his best moments cornerback is hard to play especially in the sec not making excuses for the kid but i think the good tape is good enough that he should be a first round pick to me um, i've seen emmanuel forbes getting mocked in the first round a lot i've even done that i think cam smith's better than him i think cam smith is better than um Tyreek Stevenson, the TCU kid. I think he's better than Garrett Williams. I think he's better than Keely Ringo. So for my money, I think he is a first-round pick. And Baltimore needs another – they need to add a cornerback to this room, in my opinion. So I think this is a slam dunk for them. Pick 23, edge defender, Clemson, Miles Murphy. This is probably the steal of the first round for me. I love Miles Murphy. I mentioned earlier when I, when I considered him at number 10 for the Eagles – 
that I kind of like Murphy better than Van Ness. And that's true. So him lasting all the way to 23 is crazy for me. Um, yeah, Murphy has a little bit. He needs a little bit of development. He's a little raw. Doesn't always attack pass rush with a plan. Uh, but I think he's going to set the edge great. He's a he's a monster athlete at a big. He's got a huge frame, 275 pounds, long. You know, super athlete, and he he's got some some pass rush moves. He just doesn't always have a plan to use them. But I think with good coaching, man, Murphy Murphy might end up being the second or third best edge rusher in this class. So, bada bing, bada boom. Jacksonville Jaguars, they're going guard. Osiris Torrance, Florida. This is um, this is a good pick for them. They need interior offensive line. I I like I just like you know pushing the envelope with the offense there. I know everyone's gonna say they need stuff on defense. Whatever, they can get defense second, third round. No biggie. I, I love the idea of get, making that offense better though. And I think Torrance will do that. He's phenomenal pass protector as a guard. I think he gave up one sack in three years as a starter or the last three years as a starter, which is crazy. Um, and he's a, he's a mauler on the run game. So easy peasy pick 25 New York giants. They're going Zay flowers. I, you know, I don't love this pick. Uh, I, I wanted to get them a wide receiver. I thought about Jalen Hyatt, but then I just thought I couldn't reasonably take Hyatt above flowers when I have flowers as a, a better player on my board. Flowers is just, he's too much like some of these other guys that got on the roster is my only problem. So they like the the smaller, <clears throat> shifty slot receiver-ish types. Now, I think Flowers can play on the outside. He proved that at Boston College. But there's no, you know, him and Wondell Robinson are both very undersized. Um, and, and then some of their uh, secondary receivers they brought in. So anyways, I want to give them a receiver. Zay was the best guy on the board. That's how it happened. Dallas, Michael Mayer, tight end Notre Dame. This is an upgrade from Dalton Schultz straight away. It's also cheaper. I also, this is another situation where we're just investing into this offense. We're getting the offense right. The defense was so good last year, guys. It was so good. And I know they need things. I thought about Mozzie Smith here. Um. And, you know, and when I do when I do the write up on the mock, I'm going to change some things around because I think Mozzie Smith is a first round player, but I'm I'm currently not. As I look ahead here, I'm not seeing a path for him to get in this first round of this mock. So, but I thought about Mozzie Smith here. Ultimately, I think tight end like Mayer is is a value at this point. So we're going to go Michael Mayer. Pick 27, Kalijah Cansey. Yeah, this is completely based on the speculation that Ed Oliver might be traded. So I went Cancy to kind of replace him. He gives them that interior pop. Actually, Cancy is the player everyone thought Ed Oliver was. Now, I was not an Ed Oliver guy. I think Ed Oliver was my 30th ranked prospect of his draft class. Cancy is a top 15 player for me in this class, and he's getting picked at 27 here. Yeah, Cancy is a phenomenal pass rusher. So they're kind of getting in Cancy what they thought they were getting in Oliver. So it kind of just – it's – Perfect foreshadowing. Pick 28. Cincinnati Bengals are going tight end. Dalton Kincaid. You're going to, there's a theme here to my mocks. And that's um, when you have a good offense, make it better. And you can never have too many pass catchers. So Dalton Kincaid goes to Cincinnati. 
they kind of need a tight end. I don't think that's a secret. Kincaid gives Burrow just the best receiving tight end option in the class, which is which is nuts to think about to go with Chase and Higgins and Boyd and all these other weapons they have. Uh, previous mocks, I've done Bijan Robinson at this spot, but Bijan went a little earlier in this mock, so we're going Kincaid. New Orleans Saints, I went wide receiver Jalen Hyatt here. Ultimately, not, you know, let's scratch that. We're not going Jalen Hyatt. We're going defensive tackle from Michigan, Mozzie Smith. Mozzie's a first-round player to me. Jalen Hyatt is not. I think Mozzie is a fantastic player. Guys of his size that move the way he does don't grow on trees. You've heard me say that on this podcast. You got to prioritize those big boys. And I do think... I do think when it's all said and done, Mozzie will be a first-round pick. I know the production wasn't fantastic, but it's okay. Um, I think the developmental tools are there. All the physical traits you want are there. He does show a lot of good technique on tape, too, and he's going to immediately help with the run game. So, Pick 30, Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to go. Could go Hyatt here also. I think we'll go Brian Brisset, though. D-tackle out of Clemson. Same logic as before. Big guys with this level of athleticism are hard to come by. No one knows this better than Howie Roseman. Roseman, he loads up on the on the big boys early in the draft, whether it's offensive line or D-line. This edition of the mock, he comes away with two D-linemen in Brisset and Lucas Van Ness. Yes, Brisset gives them, um, you know, some Javon Hargrave relief. You compare him next to Jordan Davis. I think Brise is a prototype three technique, so it works perfectly for what they got going on. All right, let's go pick 31, Kansas City Chiefs. This is another hard one. Thought about receiver here. Let's see, we could go, we could go Hyatt. Now, you know what? Darnell Wright is still sitting there. Tackle Tennessee. I don't know. I don't know. Like, this is another guy I think should probably go higher than 31, guys. But when you do these mocks, it's just not that easy. Maybe I have too many defensive players going. That's probably what it is. Probably have too many defensive players going in this draft. But anyways, Darnell Wright, offensive tackle KC. They need some tackle help. I know a lot of KC fans will tell you they don't. Um, I think they're crazy for saying that. But Darnell Wright, is, is a he's an absolute monster. Um, I think he's phenomenal in the run game. Maybe the best run-blocking offensive tackle in this class. He can pass protect a little bit. I don't think he's an elite athlete, though. So he's got he's got some technical stuff he's got to work on to make sure he doesn't get taken advantage of by these elite um, pass rusher, or elite athletic pass rushers. I can't talk. Elite athlete pass rushers. Boom. Yeah, he's got to work on you know some some leverage points. He's got to sync up his feet and his hands a little bit better. Um, he's got to use that length to kind of close off um, inside counters. I think he he does those things well at times, but he's got to get more consistent with it if he's really going to be um, really going to be the dude. I also, you know, I like the, so the the Jacksonville Jaguars signed Jawan Taylor. He can play right tackle or presumably left tackle. Darnell Red's kind of the same boat. I think you want him at right tackle, so that kind of fits that plan well. Anyways, that's it. That's the end of the mock. We did it 31 minutes, which means we did less than a minute per pick, guys. I'm getting faster at this. I really am. Um, later this week, you will have 
uh, a mock draft 3.0 on the site. It could be today, actually, if I if I can write this up fast enough. We're also going to be doing a big defensive update for the prospect guide. Be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for a bunch of amazing guests this week. And then also Take Talk Podcast, my other pod. We're doing the giveaway. We've gotten some entries already, but if you want to enter the the giveaway for the Fantasy Points premium subscription, you got to go into the the podcast app on iOS or whatever wherever you listen to podcasts. You need to give us a five-star review, which is Fantasy Points podcast feed. Give us a five-star review, screenshot proof that you did so, and then DM it to me on Twitter. And you can't already be a Fantasy Points subscriber. You got to be you got to be fresh blood. All right. You do those things. We're going to we're going to draw someone uh, probably this week for episode 50 of Take Talk. And we are going to declare a winner. So please get on that. I will be back tomorrow with a fantastic guest who specializes in wide receiver evaluations. I'm looking very forward to that. All right. Check us out tomorrow. Out. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.